T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, today we are broadcasting live from Central Texas Gunworks. That's right, folks. We're in South Austin, Texas from Central Texas Gunworks. Last night was an awesome night. We had Guns and Giggles. If you didn't come by to see Guns and Giggles, let me tell you, folks, you missed it. You know, Zach, we had some hot ladies here for Guns and Giggles. Oh, did you now? Oh, yeah, they were hot. Did you, you think they were hot? Oh, they were. I even thought they were hot. <laughs> <laughs> and if I thought they were hot, they were hot, Zach, let me tell you. Guns and Giggles, that's right. So we had some awesome comedians. We had, a uh, man, we had free food. We had free pizza. We had free drinks. We had... Uh, beer uh we even had that little i don't know a little german beer or something i don't know what it was called jagenslager or something like that i don't know what it was called and we had a uh, lone star uh, you know the little communist from russia that owns that beer now so we had uh Ooh. yeah we had them we also had we had we we had vodka we also had um captain morgan you know the one-legged this right here. Huh? Hey, whoa. <laughs> You're not supposed to put that on the screen. So okay. we had <laughs> we had that <laughs> last night as well. It was an awesome night. A lot of people showed up. The comedians were great. They had a wonderful time. Let me tell you, I had a great time. It was awesome. So Guns and Giggles, the third Saturday of the month, definitely come on down to Central Texas Gunworks. If you want to check out Guns and Giggles, free comedy show, free food, free drinks, beer, liquor, you know, we uh, people are so stressed out lately uh, that I think that we need to really be able to relax a little bit. We need to um, just have a great time and just forget our problems, forget our troubles and laugh and drink and, and just eat. And that's why we want to do Guns and Giggles, because people just way too stressed out. Uh, traffic uh, road rage is really too high. Um, you know, the crime is up. So we really need to relax and have a good time. So this is how we at Central Texas Gunwork give back to the community. So Guns and Giggles, a free comedy show with free food, free drinks, the third Saturday of the month. If you missed it, I'll catch you in June. Uh, in June, the theme is going to be, uh, it's going to be Juneteenth and also Pride. <laughs> Go figure, right? Juneteenth and Pride. So we'll figure out how we're going to mix that in together. <laughs> today, what I want to talk about today, I want to talk about, man, uh, Zach, you know, you hear about that shooting of the cyclists? I'm reading the arrest warrant right now, actually. Let me tell you, folks, uh, it is crazy. If you have not had a chance to read that arrest warrant of the cyclists, let me tell you. So you have, um, there's an affidavit that was released by the Austin Police Department of a cyclist that actually allegedly committed murder in Austin, Texas. And your, you know, your left wing uh, 
anti-gun folks are trying to use this as an attempt to come after your guns. But here's what they're not telling you. A left-wing, you know, anti-gun nut bought a gun and killed her friend because her friend was allegedly dating or went out on a date on a guy that she liked. So she murdered him. She's anti-gun. She's a left-wing, you know, anti-gun nut decided to use a gun to kill someone in Austin, Texas. So don't don't come after my guns. Don't talking about, you know, you know, we need more gun legislation. And all I saw when this story ran was people from uh, Moms Demand Action talking about coming after your guns and taking your guns from you and all this good kind of stuff. You know what? Let's stop it, folks. Absolutely not. Because this lady was anti-gun. She was a cyclist. And I'm telling you, bicyclists, yeah, those cyclists are nuts. They're crazy. Are we? Yeah, those cyclists are crazy. <laughs> let me tell you. That's you know. That's why we need to either make them pay taxes. You know what? Don't call me. Don't we pay me, taxes. Don't what are you send talking me, about? Don't send me messages on Facebook. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't do any of that stuff. You need to pay road taxes, road usage tax, gas pay tax. road usage tax. If you're going to take up a lane from my road, you need to pay taxes. Hey, you know what? Instead of gas tax, we pay tax on, uh, you know, other stuff. But you're not paying for taxes to use my road. If you're not paying for the taxes to use my road, my street, then get off the road, get out of the street. Ooh, them's fighting words, Michael. Hey, and apparently, those cyclists know how to fight. Hey, you know, and actually, shoot people and I, kill remember, them. I remember riding bicycles with you, Michael. Yes. Actually, I have some fond memories of us riding bicycles together. That's fine. What I'm, say you about that? Hey, I stayed on the sidewalk. I stayed in my lane. I wasn't aggressive with people. I'm not an aggressive cyclist. That's true. You so, were a good cyclist. Don't email me. Don't call me. Don't send me messages. Look, you guys need to pay road uses tax. If you're gonna if you're gonna take up a lane, and I, it's gonna cost me and my property taxes a million dollars to build you know a mile of stretch of lane for you to use, then you need to pay taxes yourself, a little more, not just the the taxes that I pay at the pump. That was all uh, city taxes that went to uh, those infrastructure plans, wasn't it though? Uh, I'm just, all I'm saying is, well, property tax. All I'm saying is, you're increasing my taxes. <laughs> Because you want to have fun and go from point A to point it's B. exercise. And kill someone. <laughs> that's what that's, I'm saying. That's fun, though. That's what you know? I'm saying. No. Got to get our stress out somehow. Killing someone should not be fun. But I digress. So let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you. So, man, Zach, are you looking at the, the arrest warrant of this, this lady? And I'm yeah, not sure. It, uh, looks not- like they're uh, looking for um, Caitlin Armstrong. She has a middle name, Caitlin Marie. Let's say her middle name. What's her say her name? Caitlin Marie Armstrong. Caitlin Marie Armstrong is allegedly a killer. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas. Live music capital of the world. Let me tell you. We are coming talking. We are the radio show that you listen to when you want to learn gun news. You want to find out what those gun laws are? You want to find out where you can, where you cannot take a handgun, what you can, you cannot do? Uh, listen to Come and Talking. We'll tell you what it is for the state of Texas, the Lone Star State. That's right, baby. Texas, the Lone Star State. If you want to pull, pull up your phone, pull up your phone, and go like you're going to send a text message to someone. Uh, you're, if you have an iPhone... You, know, you pull that sucker up, pretend you're going to send a text message, and just pick any person, any random person, and then go to images in your cell phone, if you have an iPhone, and then type Texas and tell me the first icon that you see. Baby, let me tell you. That's me, Michael Cargill. That's right. Texas. Lone Star State. There's no place like it. There's no place like it. All right, so Zach, we're talking about this little shooting that happened. Man, this this lady was murdered. She was actually killed. Uh, she actually traveled to Austin, Texas to participate in a race. And she went out on a date with a guy. And so when she went on this date, you know, the, a young lady was jealous because she liked the same guy. And she allegedly decided to kill this other girl for going out on a date from a guy that she knows. And we've talked about this before. You know, you're not even the main chick. You're not the side chick. You're not the second chick. You're not even the, you're not even the third female. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. You know what I'm saying? You're not even, you're not even the side chick. You know? You know, if... It's okay. It's okay. He didn't choose you. He didn't pick you. Let it go. It's not that serious. But no, she had to murder someone because she was upset because this other girl, you know, was the one that he picked. Zach, what does the affidavit say? We have the affidavit from the Austin Police Department, the arrest warrant, you know, calling for the arrest of this young lady that that actually outlines exactly what happened in this particular case. Okay, so according to this arrest warrant, you have three people of interest that you need to know about. There is Anna Wilson. Uh, she is the deceased. You have Caitlin Armstrong, who is uh, the subject of the arrest warrant. She is currently a fugitive from justice. Mm. And then you have Colin Strickland. Mm. That's the boyfriend. And so, according it's, to this arrest warrant, exactly. You know, you know, what I'm saying, is this stuff lined with gold? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, is he is he really worth killing over? Killing someone over? Really? I know this guy, but uh, something's you know, going on I, there. I can't speak for him. Like, man, he needs to be the one that, that raised my kids. <laughs> he has to be a very uh, interesting alpha, alpha dog male. But go ahead, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, Colin Strickland. Uh, had been dating Caitlin Armstrong for a while. They broke up in October of 2021 for a week or two, according mm -hmm. to the affidavit. During this time, Strickland uh, met Anna Wilson, and then after this week or two, he got back with Caitlin Armstrong. Okay, so the one that actually did the killing, he was seeing her at one time? Yeah. Uh -huh. So he was dating her? He still kind of is, according to this arrest. Oh, so he warrant. was a little player. <laughs> yeah, and he's still seeing Anna Wilson. Look, man, you he need to... He's still seeing her. He changed her name in his phone because this other girl, the girlfriend, uh, went in and blocked her number from and the, his phone. Okay, okay, hold on, hold so on. So he changed on. the name to, like, Domino's Pizza. Oh, no. Hold <laughs> on. 
Hold player, play on. Let me tell you. Listen, guys, let me tell you. Okay, first of all, you need to, you need to recognize and acknowledge when you're dating someone who's crazy. Okay? <laughs> and you can't play gun you can't play games with crazy. Alright, so don't play games with them. Uh, and you you need to do you need to step up your game a little bit, you know, when this is happening because we're talking about murder here. We're talking about someone actually was murdered, you know, who actually was in love with you. Don't play with their hearts. Let them down, you know, easily. Just go ahead and let them down and say, hey, it's not working out. You know, it's, it's better for you and me that we just go ahead and separate and, and go our own ways. You know, because this lady obviously is straight crazy. So don't play games with these crazy ladies. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, the 30. Don't call me. Four-year-old. Don't email me. Five-year-old, basically. Killed the younger woman who was trying to take her man. Wow, younger, and and, and we talked about that too. You know, uh, unfortunately, hey, you know, there's always going to be someone that's younger ladies that comes around. You know that that swoops in and takes your man. You know, <laughs> the only thing you do go to the gym, work it out. You know, those are your options. Murder is not the option, ladies. You can't just kill. You know, that's what the gym is for. You know, if I'm trying to get someone. I go. I get on the treadmill, ladies. That's what, that's all I'm saying. Work it out in the gym. You know any good personal trainers, Mike? I do. Zach is a great personal trainer. Let me tell you. So, ladies, if you're trying to get it in shape, you're trying to work it out, you're trying to get that man, call Zach. Zach could put that body in shape. Let me tell you. Yeah, ladies, if you are thinking about killing your lover's <laughs> new girlfriend, I implore you instead. Focus on yourself. There are other options. Mm -hmm. It's all about you. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about the, uh, the murder that actually took place in Austin, Texas. A cyclist travels into Austin, Texas to participate in a race, a professional race where her friend gets a little jealous with her because she's dating a guy that she likes and decides to allegedly murder her. And so Zach, you know, give us uh, the, those, all those little groom, some details there. Yeah. So the longtime girlfriend got jealous of the, the new side piece, <laughs> which the guy was actually, uh, hiding her on his phone. He changed her name to something else because, uh, he did not want to uh, he, let he, the girlfriend the, see. The funny thing about this, he releases a statement. He tries to play like he's like some angel or something. He's a little dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're an allegedly dirt bad, homie. And your game sucks, just so you know. You can't come across looking like you're an angel. Okay? 
And then right before this young woman was murdered by the girlfriend, um, he, it says Strickland had lied about his whereabouts to Armstrong to hide. He was with Wilson throughout the evening, picked her up on his motorcycle and then uh, made up some BS texts, it said, to the girlfriend so that she wouldn't know that he was uh, with this girl that was about <laughs> to be killed, allegedly. Right. Look here, people. Let me tell you something. Don't come after my guns because you anti-gun people are playing some little game with each other. You know, you're playing a little sex game with each other. You can't be honest, you know, with your significant other. So don't use this as a tool to come after my guns because... You are a terrible person, and you don't deserve to live in this society. <laughs> yeah, these people, they're all anti-gun until they need a gun to kill their lover's side piece. Absolutely. Cyclists, get on the sidewalk. That's all I got to say. <laughs> don't, don't email me. Don't text me. I know what I said. And I'm standing by what I said. Let's everybody do a group ride to Central Texas Gunworks. Don't now. even, don't try it. <laughs> we carry guns here. <laughs> right. But anyway, so that that's that's crazy, crazy story. Yeah. So now that young woman who had a promising racing career, it looks like, was just uh, obtaining sponsors for racing, and now wow. she had her life cut short by cut uh, short. a jealous woman, allegedly. Allegedly. I have to say allegedly after everything, don't I? Legally? Yeah. Yeah. You need to say allegedly after everything, so that way they don't come and sue us after the fact. Yeah, because this is allegedly. Still, uh, still a fugitive. There's just an arrest warrant. She has not been uh, found guilty. In we haven't. A while. We. They haven't caught the crazy lady yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's talk about the uh, Garrett Foster, you know, shooting. Let's talk about talk about that a little bit. So Austin, Texas. I don't know if you guys remember this story. This happened in Austin, Texas, back in 2020, back when the country was shut down because of COVID-19. And, you know, and just, you know, just think back to 2020 when everything shut down, everyone had to stay home because they're like, you know, stay in for, you know, ten, two weeks and the, and the Rona will go away. Remember those times? Well, this is when you can make it from one end of town to the other end of town in two seconds. You don't have to worry about traffic. So this happened right around like 9, 10 o'clock at night when a young man who was a sergeant in the United States Army was driving for Uber, a rideshare company. He dropped off a passenger on 4th Street in Austin, Texas. He then proceeded to Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas to make a right turn onto that street. When he made that right turn, there were protesters in the roadway that surrounded his vehicle. And so, just like anybody, he came to a stop because he didn't want to hit protesters. So then they surrounded his vehicle. They started to pound on his vehicle. When he looked to his left, his window was down. There was a gentleman standing there with a face mask on in tactical gear with an AK-47 in a high-ready position and he perceived that as a threat, like this guy was bringing his gun up to shoot him. So he reached over into his, between his seat and his center console, he pulled out a handgun. He fired five shots, five, one, two, three, four, five, shot that person, that person only. When he did that, the crowd dispersed. They cleared his path. He proceeded to the, uh, the major intersections down in front of him, 2nd Street, made a left turn into 2nd Street in Austin, Texas, came to a stop, called 911, and waited for police to show up. And so this young man has been indicted. And mind you, he's a sergeant in the United States Army. He's been deployed to Afghanistan twice. So being in a situation like that, his training kicked in. Wow, there's someone standing next to my vehicle uh, in a face mask and tactical gear. There are people that are blocking my path. I can't run those people over. But this person standing next to my vehicle with the AK-47 at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, blocking the roadway, blocking my path, which, mind you, is a crime. You can't legally block someone's path. You're actually committing a Class A misdemeanor that's up to one year in jail by blocking someone's path. So they're blocking his path. He perceived them to be a threat. He stopped that threat. They cleared his path. He proceeded on to the next major intersection, turned left, called 911, 
and waited for police to show up. So now, guess what? Well, the family of the slain Austin protester, which is Garrett Foster, the guy who was carrying the AK-47 in a fa had a face mask on in tactical gear, helping protesters block traffic on the road where cars had a right to be, not protesters, is now suing Uber, claiming that you know, they should have known that his alleged killer, Sergeant Daniel Perry, which is the young man who defended himself in a vehicle where he, where he was actually driving on the road where he had a, where he had a right to be, uh, was a dangerous ticking time bomb, according to this alleged lawsuit. Perry was charged with the 2020 death of Foster. Reportedly, he shot and killed Foster while he was driving with Uber in downtown Austin. As he pulled into a crowd of protest protesters, reports state he found himself surrounded. He was eventually approached by Perry, who was said to be carrying a weapon at that time. And the lawsuit states that Perry posted online that he had previously threatened to shoot protesters. You know, uh, don't I don't see any evidence of that, and I'm curious what that evidence is. I'd love to see it for myself. Perry's online animosity was not just rhetorical it it was not at all ambiguous the lawsuit states the lawsuit also states that although uber had a nominal policy preventing its drivers from carrying firearms the company did not generally enforce it it also claims perry fired six times toward perry striking him four times and clinton broden who is the attorney for uh perry which is a sergeant of the united states army issued a statement uh, to the media saying that on the development suggesting Foster's family is attempting to profit from the poor decision decision making of Mr. Foster uh, made leading up to his death and immediately prior to his death. Broden also states that it goes on to add that Foster, his family, that lawsuit neglects to add other details, including what Broden says is Foster's advocating the, the maiming of police officers on social media. So this guy was like, hey, you know, the reason we're carrying, you know, rifles, we're carrying AKs, we're carrying ARs, is so that we can shoot police officers. Allegedly. After a thorough investigation, one of the leading homicide detectives in the state of Texas concluded that Sergeant Perry acted in self-defense after prosecutors surrounded Sergeant Perry's vehicle and Foster approached Sergeant Perry's vehicle with an assault rifle uh, which is an AK-47, in the ready position, according to Broden, in the said statement. And the Uber also released a statement uh, to the media stating that, unfortunately, we aren't able to commit on pending litigation, you know, to make any comment on pending litigation at all. They said that, hey, as we've released in the past, this incident is not related to the Uber platform. A spokesperson for the rideshare service, you know, says that, hey, for now, you know, Perry remains indicted on multiple charges, including murder in the case of in August. Uh, his attempt to get the murder charge dropped was denied. So we're going to see what happens in this case. We're going to follow it as it goes to court, because like I've said before, the Travis County District Attorney can, you know, they can indict a, a ham sandwich if they wanted to. It doesn't take much for them to indict anything. You know, they can present whatever information they want to present. It is up to that DA to present, you know, any mitigating circumstances. They can just present half of the information. And, you know, they are the ones that are hiring. Their, they pick the DA, uh, the, the grand jury. And so once they pick that grand jury, the grand jury is listening to the DA saying, hey, you know, this person is of authority. So we're listening to them. If they're leading us to the, to the point that we need to indict this person, we're going to indict this person. So it doesn't, doesn't take much. So just keep that in mind, you know, but it's going to be up to a regular jury when this case goes to court to decide whether or not um, Sergeant Perry should be convicted of a crime. And unless we are wanting to normalize someone for wearing a face mask, uh, carrying an AK-47 in tactical gear at nighttime and blocking traffic on the roadway, just imagine ladies, you know. You're driving where you have a right to be. All of a sudden, people block your path on the roadway. They're standing in front of you on the road wearing a, carrying an AK-47 and tactical gear with an AK, you know, 
what would you do? You know, what would your thoughts? Would you perceive this person as trying to kill you? That's what you need to think about. We come back from the break. We talk about this is more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about some anti-gun groups. Let me tell you, you know, Zach, anti-gun groups like uh, Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell. He's the guy that's going to nuke gun owners, right? Yeah, he yeah. wants Yeah, he wants to nuke all gun owners. All right, he wants to use nuclear weapons on American citizens. He is the reason why you need a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me tell you, he is the exact reason why we need nukes, <laughs> because he wants to nuke us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, he, an elected official has said he wants to nuke gun owners. You're, you're the example why I need to be able to buy a nuke as a regular citizen. Because mm-hmm. you, an elected official, say you want to nuke me because I disagree with you. We at least need tanks, you know. Minimum. Absolutely, anti, anti, you know, anti-aircraft tanks. <laughs> so he, he tried to fundraise off a of Buffalo massacre. So wasting little time in the aftermath of Saturday's mass shooting this uh, last Saturday uh, at a Buffalo supermarket, gun control groups and at least one Democratic lawmaker are already using. The, the monstrous, racially motivated crime to try and fill their campaign coffers. Let me tell you. God's gonna get you for that. <laughs> so screenshots of fundraising emails sent out by Every Town for Gun Safety. They're not waking, wasting any time at all. Brady Pack and Representative Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California, go figure, uh, were shared on social media this past week. So this weekend's mass shooting in Buffalo is yet another horrifying reminder of how white supremacy is deadly, especially when it's combined with easy access to guns, according to Mr. Swalwell there. He read this in a, it's in a screenshot you know, of an email. And from every town from gun safety, that was tweeted by Second Amendment activist Robert Romero on Monday. So check this out. You know, they're saying, hey... Uh, they're they're wasting no time whatsoever to come after your guns. They're gonna say, hey, you know, let's let's use, you know, the, don't let a great crisis go to waste. Yeah, that's actually a quote uh, from former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel. He said, "You never want a serious crisis to go to waste." And what I mean by that is an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. <laughs> so you know, our hearts are with everyone impacted by the tragic shooting at a top supermarket on Saturday. At least 10 people were killed. At least three more were wounded in an act of racist, hate-motivated violence. And an entire community has been forever traumatized. The message went on before concluding that we must address gun violence perpetrated by white supremacy. As a movement of millions, we rely on grassroots supporters like you coming together to demand change. Donate today. Help us take an unarmed extremists and work for a future free uh, future free from gun violence this is a message posted you know by mr swalwell a representative a congressman you know trying to raise money off of the you know the heels of dead people no shame whatsoever yeah and don't forget that these politicians they have armies of private security personnel <laughs> who on their person carry MP7s which are fully automatic short barrel machine guns so they have these things but they are saying that you shouldn't have a pistol yeah guns are for thee <laughs> but not for me guns apparently. are for me, but not for me. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you yeah you can't even make that stuff up let's go over to Butler County uh, what state is this? Butler County. Uh, gun parts supply store files a federal lawsuit against ATF. That called tobacco and firearms over ghost gun rules and enforcement. So, you know, people are standing up. We're saying that a government agency, a federal government agency, does not have the right to create law. 
You know, just think about that. You know, we have Congress, we have, you know, three branches of government. And what we're saying is one federal agency just can't come out in the blue and create law. And, and honestly, you got to think about that. That could be anything. That could be, you know, the, any product that you, you know, that you have in your home. All of a sudden, the EPA or the, you know, any government agency comes out and says, you know what, that product, we're, we're going to consider that product as banned. And if you own it, we're going to consider you're a felon for being in possession of it. That could be any product whatsoever. They should not have that authority to do that. That's why we have three branches of government. We have a, a judicial branch. We have an executive branch. Uh, we, you know, we have, we have Congress, you know, saying, hey, you know, they need to look at this and decide whether or not Congress decides they, they're going to create a law for this. You know, you have the executive branch decide they're going to do the executive order. You have the judicial branch that takes a look at all of this and says, hey, this is within the scopes of the Constitution or not within the scopes of the Constitution. So we need to, you know, what we do not allow, we do not allow for a government agency, a department of the federal government to decide to, to ban something and make you a felon overnight. That is not what we allow. And, and, and this is what we're saying for everything. You know, it's honestly, people, it starts with bump stocks. It then goes to, you know, braces, sig braces. It goes through other things. So if you allow the federal government to come after one item, then there's not going to stop them from coming after other items. So you got to stop it at, at, you know, got to stop them in the tracks. If you don't, then we're going to lose. You're going to lose one item at a time. And so... The complainant filed uh, um, a lawsuit which operates as a GSD supply on Newcastle Road in Prospect, alleges that the ATF, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, is improperly interpreting the Gun Control Act of 1968 and allegedly enforcing policies not set to take effect until August the 24th. You know, August 24th. The lawsuit includes that allegations of harassment, and abuse of discretion in how the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, regulates the sale of guns and gun parts. The suit also has claimed uh, for violations of the Second Amendment right to bear arms and due process. It seeks an injunction against the federal agency for enforcing and a cease and desist order is served on JSD on May 12th. A message left with ATF spokesperson late Friday was not immediately returned. You know, they're not having any comment whatsoever because I guess they didn't anticipate this lawsuit. And according to the complainant, shortly after 9 a.m. on May 12th, two ATF agents knocked on the store's door to hand deliver the order, which demanded the JSD, uh, this business, halt sales of gun parts, kits, and 80% lower receivers, which are incomplete and unfinished firearm frames, or receivers and just so you know you know if you own an 80 percent lower receiver you have a frame any you know, of those things according to the the law the way it is interpreted is that those items are not considered firearms so you can own those items you don't have to go to a gun store and do a background check in order to be in possession of those items but unfortunately the atf has said you know what we've changed our mind and we're deciding that these items are now prohibited and they fall under the federal law, and they're considered firearms. So they're actually changing the definition. The letter went on to say that the ATF has held that the kits, which includes all components necessary to produce a functioning firearm, are classified as firearms under the federal law. The letter said selling those components in multiple or structure transactions is equivalent to selling a complete kit, which circumvents the Gun Control Act and is illegal. However, according to the lawsuit, the final rule issued by the ATF classifies the kit as firearms does not take effect until August 24th. So why would the ATF walk into this business and serve them a cease and desist if even over their rule that they, you know, changed their mind and said, hey, this is not going to take an effect until August 24th. They're saying, you know what? We're going to do a cease and desist now. You know, man, they're not even following their own policy, their own rule. So last year, the administration said about 20,000 suspected ghost guns were reported to the ATF as having been recovered in police investigations. The final rule bans the manufacturing of ghost guns, 
The ban includes uh, the buy, build, shoot kits that can be purchased without a background check and can be assembled into a working firearm in as little as 30 minutes. It also clarifies that those kits uh, qualify as firearms under the Gun Control Act. In announcing the final rule, the administration said it would further require commercial manufacturers of the kits to become licensed and include serial numbers on the frames. Commercial sellers must become federal licensed and run background checks prior to a sale. And once you do that, then that brings in the ITAR. ITAR is a fee that you have to pay, you know, every year because you're manufacturing firearms. So then it's going to really cost you. It's not a ma it's not a matter of fact of just being an FFL dealer and being able to, you know, put a serial number on a firearm and manufacture it. It's uh, also the fee that you have to pay, you know, which is a hefty little fee there to have to pay every single year. Yeah, that ITAR is international regulation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's and once you and once you manufacture one firearm, then and you have to pay that ITAR. You have to pay the ITAR every single year. There's no, I just did it this year, but I need to do it next year. Once you start, you can't stop. Oh, it's like uh, crystal meth, huh? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, it's like a drug. <laughs> bunch of crackheads. So you're saying the ATF is a bunch of little crackheads? Crystal I didn't meth. Say that, but allegedly. <laughs> I don't know what they do on their personal time. Uh, and man, this is this is a crazy case, uh, a crazy, really crazy case here. You know, so the uh, the complainant calls ATF policies directed at the firearms industry a gun owner's vague and arbitrary. It says that they often carry explicit or in, implicit threats of criminal prosecution, seeking to bully Americans into yielding to his unlawful actions through use. Of intimidation, harassment, and threats. Man, let me tell you. Man, my hat goes off to this this manufacturer here. Yeah, it really does. It kind of reminds me of a little situation we had in Texas. What's that? A few years back in Waco, actually. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I guess they learn from that. You know, you just can't, you know, just because you disagree with someone, you create a law, you say, hey, you're doing something that's illegal. You just can't walk into their property and, and, and then commence to confiscating things. Or catching them on fire. Yeah, you think that uh, maybe they learned that burning people alive is probably <laughs> not the best route in terms of optics. Not good for, you know, PR. not good for PR. <laughs> yeah, we can't just burn them down. You can't burn them out. Not good for PR. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this and more. We're talking about all that gun news around the world and the country. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Boy, let me tell you. Look here, Florida people. You need to learn. If you don't learn, you're going to learn today. Do not mix with the law enforcement in the state of Florida. Because they don't care if you're, you know, you're close to gasoline or any of that stuff. They will light you on fire, let me tell you. <laughs> so a deputy, apparently, according to NBC News, this is according to their story. NBC News says a deputy should be charged after Florida man is burned in a fire ignited by a stun gun, you know, by the sheriff. So they're saying, hey, charges should be definitely filed, you know, against this deputy, you know, after he used a stun gun and a man covered in gasoline, you know, and and, and the man who was burned uh, when the fire ignited, you know, in, in Florida. And, and I don't know what it is about you Florida guys. You don't listen. When the cops say stop, you know, stop what you're doing, put your hands down, you know, put your hands up, you know, put the weapon down, you might want to comply. If you don't comply, they're going to light you up. And in Florida, they will set you on fire. Michael, aren't you a Florida man? I'm a Florida man, but I comply. I listen. 
When the cops say stop, I stop. When they say show me your license, I show them my license. I don't talk back. You know, I don't disagree. I don't argue. I don't debate. I comply and give them what they need so I can go on by my way. I mean, me too. If I get pulled over, keys out of the ignition, after I roll all the windows down, keys up on the dash, hands on the steering wheel, yes officer, no officer. That's right. You know, and, 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 and just recently I was like downtown Austin, you know, and I was in, a, in one of my vehicles there and I was leaving one of my favorite locations. And so, <laughs> shut up, Gary. And I was leaving one of my favorite locations there. And I got pulled over by Austin Police Department. And so I pulled over. I turned on my inside light. I rolled my window down. I put both hands on the steering wheel. I had my driver's license and my handgun license on top ready to go. The officer walked up to my passenger side window. And the officer said, man, you were going pretty, cra pretty fast there. I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't agree with him. I just stood there with my hands on the steering wheel. He said, let me see your driver's license. I hand the officer my driver's license, my handgun license on top, put my hands back on the steering wheel. Officer said, I'm going to walk back to my vehicle. You know, I'll be right back with you. He went back to his vehicle. He ran my driver's license. He came back to the driver's side window. I rolled the window down. He said, slow it down. I said, yes, sir. And I went on about my way. Got to comply. Don't argue. Don't debate. I didn't acknowledge I was doing anything wrong, which I was. <laughs> but I acknowledge it, you know, and then the officer sent me on my way. Look, people, don't argue. Don't debate. You know, this is not, this is not a courtroom. You're pulled over on the side of the road. You're in an officer's world. You know, if that officer wants to, you know, write you a ticket. They can write you a ticket. You know, you're in, you're in their space, their world there. So it's best to comply. And then you'll possibly get out of that stop and, and get on about your way. So the officer let me go. And sent me on my way because I knew I was definitely doing something wrong. You're so not going to win a case on the side of the road. Not on the side of the road, you know. But not in Florida. You know these Florida guys—they don't comply. They don't listen. You're going to get lit on fire on the side of the road in Florida. Apparently, they will light you up. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what is it? Osceola County uh, Sheriff uh, Marcos Lopez recommended the man Gene Barreto be charged with fleeing, <laughs> fleeing, reckless, reckless driving and resisting arrest after he acted like a menace on the area's roadway on a motorbike and eluded authorities who, was who were trying to apprehend him uh, during the February 27th incident. A lawyer for a burrito, uh, Mark Nehami, uh, said that the fire burned 75% of his client's body. 75%. And they really was I told you, you, you thought I was joking? <laughs> I didn't believe you. You, you thought I was, just make, I was mispronouncing that? Yeah. I do most of the time, but no, his name was Burrito. <laughs> uh, Sheriff's Deputy David Crawford should be charged with uh, culpable negligence uh, misdemeanor because he allegedly knew the area was covered in gas but used a stun gun anyway, according to Lopez. You know, dude, seriously, comply. Officers say stop, stop. You know, if you don't stop and they try to detain you, and hey, you get what you get. And he got, he learned that day. <laughs> I didn't think that that would warrant lighting someone on fire, though. Yeah, he got, he got towed. <laughs> That's all I got to say. He was, he was towed. And so, and so hey, so now he's laid up in the hospital. Seventy-five percent of his body's all burned up, and he's just burning, and just he re he remembers this every second, every moment, every day of his life. So he got tased, and apparently he was covered in gasoline already. Yeah. So How did he get covered in gasoline? I'm curious. Because he's a Florida man. You know they're crazy. It's like in Zoolander when they have a freak gasoline fight accident. Because <laughs> they're crazy. He's a Florida man. They're crazy. They don't listen. Oh my goodness. Gasoline fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let's go. Let's bring it back to Austin, Texas. So back in Austin, um, the Austin police chief and city staff sent a memo to Austin City Council updating them on the viability and implementation of elements of the Safer 6th Street initiative on Wednesday. The initiative was brought forward by the council member Kathy Tovo in response to violent and dangerous incidents that have occurred in the popular downtown nightlife area, including a mass shooting last year, which that family is gonna be in town in June, and we're doing a press conference, I believe it's gonna be downtown on 6th Street, where we're probably gonna, we're gonna try 
to air this show live during that press conference. You know, hopefully we can have it at a restaurant where we can have uh, um, we can connect to the internet there and bring this to you live uh, in Austin for the press conference. And it's going to be on a Sunday in June. And you know, and, and it's it's really sad because. You know, this young man decided to come to Austin to celebrate the fact that he just graduated from college. Uh, he's starting his life, you know, getting ready to get married, you know, start, you know, building, you know, getting a house, his, his home, and ends up getting shot while, while, you know, partying and having a great time in Austin, Texas. You know, just happened to be visiting for that particular weekend. So his family's going to, you know, give a press conference to talk about that and what the city of Austin should do and how they can make Austin actually safer. Um, well, uh, this is one of the few updates, you know, about this case that we're gonna bring to you that we haven't heard from in a little while. So according to the, you know, the Safer Austin, they're saying they requested, they craft a pilot that creates more seating, dining, and other safe activities during Sixth Street closures, which happened on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Now, the, the response is, they, despite the deadline, the program is still being finalized, but city staff already have applications processed developed according to that memo. They're requesting that they provide updates on creating a dedicated emergency medical services presence and staging area on 6th Street that will help EMS effectively get people medical help. You know, and I'm telling you, I asked, you know, some elected officials in Austin, and I want you to remember this, when you go to the polls, you go vote. You know, because we have, we're actually facing a runoff election right now. We're going to have voting for some city council members and the mayor in November of 2022. And I want you to remember this. If you don't remember anything I say today, remember this. I talked to an elected official in Austin, and I said, you know, there are some things that we can do for 6th Street to make it a little safer. What we can do is we can block off 6th Street like we do the Zolka Park for the ACL Festival. You know, completely block off that park. Every other day throughout the year, you can carry your gun at Zolka Park with or without a license right now. But when they have ACL Festival, they block it off. And it's a festival that's 51%. And people can walk around and drink. And so they want you to make sure you don't have any weapons, any guns inside the park. And so there's no reason why we can't do that for 6th Street. Same thing. Every Friday, Saturday, you know, Saturday night, block it off and then make people go through a checkpoint to wand them and check them to go through the area because you can, and then allow for open container in that area. You can go into a bar, walk, out, walk outside the bar with a plastic cup, with a drink, have a drink, go to another bar. Allow people to do that. And so... By doing this, you're wanting people, checking to make sure they don't have any weapons at all. I said, hey, why don't we do that, just like we do the ACL Festival for 6th Street? They said, well, unfortunately, not enough people have died. That is what an official said that works for the city of Austin. That's not allegedly. There's no allegedly there. I'm telling you, Michael Cargill heard it from myself. An official that works for the city of Austin says not enough people have died, and that is why they're not gonna. There's no interest in making that happen. Just so you know. So when you go to the polls, you go vote. You remember that the people that you're putting in office don't think that enough people have died. Not one person. One person has died. You know the 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 dozens of people that have been injured is not enough. For them to change the policy in this city to stop what's happening. We come back from the break and talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talking. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Let's go back to New York, New York State there. Uh, so we had the Buffalo shooting in New York. And let me tell you, lawmakers are on the move. So just so you know, in 2019, New York enacted an extreme risk prevention law 
otherwise known as a red flag law, that can bar individuals who are believed to pose a danger to themselves or others from possessing firearms. Um, New York State Police decided not to invoke, you know, not to invoke that law against the Buffalo shooter. Go figure. So, you know, this guy didn't have a previous criminal record, but he had made serious threats of violence. And on Wednesday, uh, there was a there was something issued. Someone issued an executive order requiring police to do uh, so going forward. And so the red flag laws exist to keep deadly weapons out of the hands of people who are a threat to themselves and society. And today we've strengthened those laws, according to this tweet uh, by an official in New York State. Uh, she also says she goes on to say that they call they called on the state legislature to pass bills that would require police to report gun associated guns associated with crimes within 24 hours and mandate that semi-automatic pistols sold in New York be micro-stamped so that law enforcement can link cartridges found at crime scenes to the gun that fired them. Man, Zach, what do you think about that? So micro-stamping, for those of you who do not know what that is, uh, micro-stamping is where the firing pin of a firearm which is a small part that interacts with the back of the bullet to make the gun go off. Mm -hmm. Basically, when this firing pin hits a bullet on the back of it, it uh, puts a unique little stamp on it mm. so that you can match the spent casings from the bullet that are ejected after a round is fired to the gun itself. Ooh. And so they're basically, uh, you know, trying to track everything you do now everything mm -hmm. not just a little bit everything yeah it's just a little tiny tiny stamp you cannot see with your eyes but if you put it under a microscope it's clearly visible and uh you know some people are, are, are upset about upset with congress over this buffalo shooting they said you know after this buffalo shooting congress is unlikely to you know to create any new laws i don't think we need any more new laws we have enough laws on the books you know, they just need, just like we just talked about this story, they need to enforce the laws that we already have. You know, you have red flag laws that are out there. New York has, New York and California have some of the stricter gun laws that we have in this country. And so if they are not willing to actually, you know, use those laws that they actually have to their disposal, then why would you create new laws that they're not going to use? Okay, have you ever seen the meme with the guy who's holding hands, walking with his girlfriend? Yeah. And then a hotter girl is walking in the other direction, so yeah. the boyfriend looks And, and by the way, I, I see you that I see okay. you in that meme all the time. Yeah, yeah. so the guy is, um, you know, politicians. Okay. The girlfriend is existing gun laws. Okay. And the hot girl walking past, that's new gun laws. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, we'll see. I don't know, New York. I, I, you know, I honestly think we have enough laws on the books right now. We don't need to create any more new laws uh, that you're not going to enforce. You know, go ahead and enforce the laws you you actually already have. Man, uh, you know, Zach, what yeah. is going on? What's this Dallas hate shooter? What is all that about? Oh wow, that's quite the story. Dallas so, hate shooter. Dallas uh, Asian hating shooter. Yes, Jeremy <laughs> Theron Smith. He got arrested Tuesday because he went into a hair salon uh, and shot three Asian women. What's up with hair salons? Why, why, why are these guys going in hair salons shooting women? Are they that hard up? Well, because this guy is afraid of Asians. Because two years prior, get this. Two this years? Guy, two years ago, this guy got in a car accident with an Asian man. And ever <laughs> since then, he's been afraid of Asians and actually... His girlfriend says he developed a fear of Asian Americans after getting into a car accident with an Asian man. And this girlfriend says that this guy's delusions about Asians sent him to mental health facilities several times. Mm, another red flag law right there. Whenever Smith gets around Asians, he begins having delusions that the Asian mob is after him or attempting to harm him. Yeah. I think there might who, be more involved than Asians. Who are the parents that mm -hmm. raise these nutcases? That's what I'd like to know. That's why I support abortion. 
abort these little bastards. I'm telling you right now. Get them right now. Just got to let them go. Just let them go. It's okay. Just just go ahead. Just make How do you know beforehand, though, that he should be aborted? If, if your heart's not in it, you should let him go. You're not ready to be a parent? <laughs> you're, you're, you're not, if your heart's not in it, you're not ready to be a parent, let them go. Yeah. Let him go. <laughs> let him go. Do us all a favor down the road. 20 years, 30 years down the road, and just abort him. Just let him go. So if you're not ready to be a parent, then you're saying that the Do society a favor. not raise a... Do society uh, a favor and just child. Twenty years later, you want to abort? Let him go. That's a really late. Time. In New York, you can well, abort. We're gonna have a discussion with your mother a little later on after the show, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll come to a conclusion. <laughs> but yeah, this guy's just straight up crazy. There's probably He's a drugs nutcase. involved. I'm just guessing here. I don't know nutcase. for a fact. I would guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you know, if you say so, I'm I'm straight crazy. Yeah, the parents should have known something was definitely wrong with this guy. So the girlfriend knew. Yeah, and the girlfriend. Daily shooting in California church. Uh, a hate incident against Taiwanese community authorities say. So apparently, at least one person was killed and five people were injured when the shooter opened fire Sunday afternoon in the Geneva Presbyterian Church in Laguna Woods, which was hosting a Taiwanese congregation. The Orange County Sheriff's Department identified the suspect Monday as David Choa, 68, of Las Vegas. Choa was booked on one felony count of murder and five felony counts of attempted murder, according to the Sheriff's Department, in a little tweet they did. The Federal Bureau of Investigations opened a hate crime investigation into the shooting. Authorities say that Choa drove to, to this church on Sunday morning and entered doing a luncheon firing on a group of largely elderly congregants and Cho secured the doors of the church which, with chains and attempted to disable the locks. And this guy chained up the doors, you know, to lock them inside so he can shoot and kill all these elderly people. You know, this guy is 68 years old that committed this. <sighs> and now I know why this week we've had, I've had uh, members of, different church congregations actually actually contact me they want to you know work on their security team for their churches i didn't know why this was happening now i know because of this story here i didn't know this this even took place and so now it makes sense you know that's why churches are reaching out they're saying hey you know because in churches the congregation their back is to the door the only person that's facing the door is the minister the pastor whoever's sitting on the pulpit and so everyone else you know, you're just a sitting duck in the church on Sunday morning. Uh, reminds me of that story that happened not too long ago, maybe in the past year or two. I can't remember, but mm -hmm. a guy walked into a church. I think it was with a shotgun. White Settlement, Texas. Is that it? White Settlement? White Settlement, oh, Texas. Yeah. And then the uh, basically one of the, the ushers mm -hmm. pulled out his handgun, and I think he just shot him right in the head from 15 yards That's or right. something like that. That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, absolutely. No. No, Not Stephen Williford. That was a different no, shooting. That was a different shooting. That was the, the shooting you're talking about is in South Texas. This one didn't Southern happen Springs. because this guy, right. yeah, this usher stopped it from ever happening. That's right. The oh, one right. in Sutherland Springs. Shot, yeah. Uh -huh. This guy threatened to start killing people and was about to, but then this usher just drew his gun and hit this guy right in the noggin. Right, so what's up? Uh, Zach, what's up with these charges that are dropped against a 16-year-old rapper accused of shooting oh, a new NYPD officer? Oh, he killed a cop. I think Gary knows a little more about this. Huh? He, needs, he needs a mic. You need a mic, Gary. There you go. The, the cop was not um, killed. I believe the cop was shot. Okay. But it, the judge is a judge that's been uh, criticized for allowing crime to surge alongside bail reform in New York. Mm. And uh, basically the 16-year-old rapper was just let go. I think his name is... C blue or something C. Blue. like that. Yeah. Um I don't have the, the story right in front of me, but he did shoot he whether it was an accident or not, I don't know, but he shot himself and a police officer and he mm. was let go. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's like uh basically in Colorado the Antifa shooter Samuel Young, he was convicted of four counts of attempted manslaughter when he shot five times at a driver trying to flee far left rioters and protesters on the highway. And he was sentenced this week to no prison time. Mm. Wow. Well, let's go to Atlanta, Georgia. You know, Atlanta's ranked number three among the large U.S. cities for the highest increase in crimes 
in the homicide rate during the pandemic. Number three, Atlanta. What was it before? Georgia. I don't it had know. to be like close <laughs> to that, right? <laughs> like, like I don't know. Probably, you know, I can, if I can, you know, if I can guess, I would think like Philadelphia, uh, Washington D.C., Chicago, uh-huh. Baltimore. Baltimore uh-huh. You know, yeah. You know, I, I, I can I can think of a bunch of major, you know, Austin. No, we're not. No, not yet. We're no. getting there. Uh, we only increased like two hundred percent or something. No, if you're, if you're considering uh, if you're considering the surge in right. crime, right. and especially in homicides, I bet Austin is up there. But overall, crime probably not. All right. All right. So the the personal finance uh, website compared the per capita homicides during the first quarters of the past three years in fifty cities. Atlanta came in behind New Orleans. In the top spot, uh, Cincinnati, among cities with the increased homicide cases, according to the survey's findings. So, you know, the bottom three cities include Boston, Madison, and Lincoln, where those are. So, yeah, yeah be, be careful in those major cities, you know, those Democrat-controlled cities. You might want to move to a Republican-controlled city. I'm just putting um, it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, uh, I got a list here of 12 U.S. cities that broke annual homicide records. This we don't have pub- much time, but go This ahead. was published December 8th, 2021, but Austin is on that list. Philadelphia, Toledo, Ohio, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tucson, Portland, amongst a couple others. Right, but yeah, com- Austin's on that list. And we're coming, for, coming to you from Central Texas Gun Works here in Austin, Texas. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Carter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.